Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Today, I'm chatting to Sonal Key, the founder of This Is Silk, and we are going to be talking all about how Sonal founded This Is Silk and how she became a B Corp, which I think is such an interesting topic that many of you will have questions about. Sonal, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. This is all new to you. You started the brand in 2017. You used to be a barrister. Take us back to that and how the brand started. Okay. Well, I suppose it depends how far back we want to go. But to give you the short story, when I was pregnant with my first child, my daughter, I had a flare up of a very painful skin condition that I've had since I was a teenager. And when I was a teenager, I used to manage it using silk on my pillow as a pillowcase, a silk scarf as it then was. And so I immediately reached again for the silk. I went to the library to try and find out why I felt, I mean, I knew it was healing. It was soothing, healing, calming. So I started to research a lot about silk and I was completely bowled over by the science of it. And I started with silk pillowcases and it's just grown since then. And like you said, you had quite a flare up. You had quite a few issues with your skin, didn't you? And this caused a lot of uncomfort for you. But what did people think that you were saying? For those people that were around you at the time, you know, you used to be a barrister that you were going to set up this business. Did you manage the two at the same time or did you switch? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 So for, I think about two years, I was straddling the two. I mean, the business took a while to get up and running, you know, it's slow. And in fact, I check my orders once every three or four days, you know, it was really slow when you first start. So, you know, it was very easy to manage and then it hit critical mass in 2019 and I thought you know this is I'm enjoying this I love it and you know I sort of didn't feel like a deliberate jump it was a very sort of felt at the time like a very smooth transition I did receive very good advice from a mentor I have to say and he he said don't leave the bar until you know that the business is ready you know you should wait until it is almost impossible to do both before jump, and I'm really grateful for that advice. But yeah, it was quite strange. I never thought I'd end up in the skincare world. You know, I'd been very defensive about my own skin because it was so problematic. And so it's quite curious to think, oh, I this is where I've ended up, but I've done it in my own way. So yeah, there, there were a lot of jokes from my colleagues about, you know, oh, is this how you're taking silk? You know, it's vernacular for becoming a king's council or queen's council. Okay. Yeah. So, and I still do get those atrocious jokes and I, I pretend to laugh every single time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was a sea change, but it happened gradually. So I do sometimes think, and I used to defend very serious criminals, that I, I jumped out of the frying pan and into the fire run, yeah. running businesses, no walk in the park, but I love it. And that's all that matters. So you started off with silk pillowcases and now you have a range of products. What kind of products have you got now? 
So a couple of years ago, possibly, but no, a bit longer than that, I'd always, I'd known very early on that I wanted to explore the science of silk. And, you know, I was really hesitant about it because although it's where I wanted to be in my heart and in my head, because, you know, in my research of the clinical literature, silk has got a fascinating history of dermatological use. It's very well known for wound healing in the medical world and tissue repair. And there are all these fascinating facts about it. It's very similar to our own skin. In fact, we share 90% of our amino acids. It's like a barrier. But because everything was so new and because none of it overlapped with my previous world, I was so hesitant for a while. And it wasn't until a customer said, oh, you know, you should bottle it. And I thought, that's that's a sign I've been looking for. Yeah. So I reached out to scientists and I started working with the one that I, I just felt synergy with. And I've been with, with them ever since. So we now have skincare containing silk peptides. It's a silk peptide of a very particular molecular weight from Japan, has got good clinical evidence behind it. And yeah, the reception of the products has just been fantastic. And my customers are so wonderfully supportive. You know, I've done trials with them. So that's what I'm focusing on is the science of silk. And when did you start thinking about becoming a B Corp? So I'd heard of a B Corp in 2019, I think, just before we left London. And I had a vague idea of what it was, but you know, didn't really look into it. And I started to question things in during lockdown. So I was quite badly affected by lockdown. It was a very unhappy time for me personally. And, you know, I just started to look at things. And I, I think COVID has had a really sort of seismic effect on our society. I think it's flipped a lot of assumptions and practices on their heads. But for me personally, I realized for the first time that you you can't take things for granted, that everything's connected. And around the time, we're learning more about climate change. And so there was all this sort of nebulous thinking going on. And we spent a lot more time at home with our children. I suppose like everyone did, every family did. And I suppose there comes a point where you just think, well, what is it that I want to do? How do I want to do things? What am I comfortable with? What am I not comfortable with? So I started, I learned about it. And in fact, I was taught about it during a course that I was on, uh, which I would recommend to anyone, that Goldman Sachs held. They have something called 10KSB, which is phenomenal. So having heard about it, you know, did a really deep dive into it on the course and it was just a no brainer, you know. So for people who don't know, to attain B Corp certification. So firstly, any company that's got B Corp certification or status has been verified as having very high standards in their practices, so corporate practices. So it's a very rigorous look into what the business does, how it does it, and how it engages with stakeholders, how it looks at supply chains, how it measures impact of all of our activities on everyone around us. And and just to demystify the word stakeholder, 
pretty much everyone is a stakeholder. So the environment is a stakeholder, your employees are stakeholders, your customers are, your suppliers are. Assesses all, it's like a real 360 of all the touch points that your business has. So every touch point anyone can think of, it assesses that from a social and ethical and environmental point of view. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's very rigorous. It's not for the faint-hearted. It's a bit like, I don't know if you remember these cartoons from when you were young. You know, there's used to get an angel on the shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder, right? So... It's like the angels. Tom and Jerry yeah. used to do that a lot. Yes, exactly. Yes, precisely. So, and Sylvester um, Stallone with Tweety Pie, I'm sure. They were the ones. <laughs> and it, was, it was always Tom. So, yeah, it's almost as if the angel has kicked the devil off, rolled up her sleeves and uh, said, right, this isn't good enough. You know, let's assess everything properly and just kicks you into touch. I think it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And what I think what I didn't anticipate from becoming B Corp is that it becomes a mindset. So I never thought for a minute that it would change me, (laughs) but it has. Mm -hmm. So I've started to, feels like the scales have fallen from my eyes and it's such a long process and such a rigorous process. I thought that it would be the end of it, but actually it was so rigorous that it's kind of embedded itself in me which means the business because it's you know it's a small business, yeah. and so my thought processes are well you know this is what I'm going to do. What's the impact of that? How do I measure the impact of that? You know how can I improve things? If I'm going to innovate, am I going to do it you know in a way that benefits people? It's huge. So already I'm planning changes for in two years' time because of how I think the business should be operating, how I think a business should be operating in the current climate, you know, where there's a lot of pressure on everything, on resources, on customers. Yeah. And you talked there about it being a rigorous process. Discuss for us a little bit about what that process entails. Are you ready to scale your e-commerce store? Want to do it without having to wear yet another hat and become a digital marketing expert? This episode is brought to you by Neon Digital Clicks, the paid traffic partner for family and women's e-commerce brands wanting to scale their stores from five-figure to six-figure months using Meta, Google, and Klaviyo marketing services. Neon is offering listeners a free scaling audit worth £3,000. So whether your sales have plateaued or you're looking for growth, this is a great opportunity to lift the lid on your business and identify where the opportunities are hiding. Head to scalingglow.com to discover just how much revenue you could scale your store to this year. There is no stone left unturned. When you're building a business, even a small business, you do everything, right? You, from small things like buying the stationery to, you know, um, signing your lease, if, if you're leasing premises, sourcing your core products, your packaging, your marketing, everything. And you don't really realize that you've built all these little sort of networks because it's just there, you know, it's like they're sedimentary layers of the business. B Corp looks at every single one of them. You know, we had to measure how much water we're using. We had to look at every item that we're buying in for office supplies and looking at, well, are you doing this in the best possible way? Is everything recyclable? You're washing up liquid that you're using for the office sink you know, what are the chemicals in it? What are you doing to the water supply? We changed things. We made sure that everything we buy is organic, is recyclable. We look at the packaging 
Do we really need this packaging? If we are getting in packaging, can we reuse it? You know, I was, for example, a very recent example was that, you know, I was thinking of writing a small book about silk. And I thought, wouldn't it be lovely to educate people where they've got, you know, a beautiful book with their order, like, you know, it's almost as if I'm taking them through the, the history of silk, the science of silk, you know, everything. And then someone rightly pointed out to me, well, you know, how sustainable is that? It, it's not at all. And so I think, well, fine, that you're right about that. So how do I recreate this beautiful experience that I'd envisaged online? You know, so it's about utilizing. So there are compromises to be made, you know, as a silk company, as a skincare company, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on the tactile but I have to manage that, you know? So how do I recreate that experience? You know, what is the best thing to do? How do you define best? Is it best for my customers? Is it best for profit? Is it best for experience that the customer has? Is it best for me? So B Corp makes you look at it from all these different points of view. Yeah. And so when you apply, are you given support by the cert- you know the people that certify you to say, right, these are the things that we're going to check. This is what we're going to look, this is what we need to look for. Do you need to have a certain turnover before you apply? You know, what kind of support do you, we'll come back to the turnover question in a minute, but what kind of support can you get to be able to help you with this? Because like you say, there's a lot of processes involved in that. Yeah, so I was in touch with a couple of other people who I know went through the certification process at around the same time that we did. One of them, she managed it by herself. As a company owner, you know everything inside out. So you have to sit down, you have to spare a lot of time, you go through each policy and you input what you're currently doing and then it gives you an initial score. And if that score isn't high enough, then you look back and say, right, well, what can I change? You know, it's B Corp's not about perfection, but you do have to be good enough. I don't know what, if there's a minimum turnover. I don't like speaking about things I, I don't know for sure, but, you know, just thinking out loud, I think it might be difficult for a very new starter to it because they, they might not have the practices. Yeah, they're not established enough. Operations, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're not established enough to be able to actually fill in all the processes. Yes, precisely. Those processes yet. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that might be an issue. So I think it is possible to do it by yourself. It's hard. It's an extremely rigorous process. It's challenging, but there is support. I mean, there are a few things I didn't know to, how to answer. So you reach out to someone and, you know, they'll get back to you. It's not a fast process, I should say, you know, it's um, and it takes time to gather, you know, yeah. most business owners are very busy running their businesses. You have to set time aside and then you have to wait. And then the certification process itself. So once you've submitted, that's not straightforward. You know, they, they come back to you asking for clarification, asking for backup, asking for proof. And then, you know, you have to submit that. You have to make changes to your articles of association on company's house to show that you really are committed as a corporation. Is it reassess? So how long did your process take? Well, from when you first started taking action about it to when you were yes. awarded the certification? So all in for us, it was, I think, just under 18 months. It was between, I think it was either 15 or 16 months. It was a long time. And is it reassessed every year or every few every years? years? Every three years. Yes, it is reassessed. But I've got to be honest, when, when we finished it and we submitted it, I thought, you that's the end of that but this is what took me by surprise you know three years will come around like the blink of an eye and 
I want to do even better. You know, it was, I can't remember what the analogy is, but, you know, you've taken on something and that something has changed you. So, in fact, I'm reaching out to new suppliers, you know, about different things. And honestly, I think it's wonderful. I do try and keep in touch with my customers. You know, we update them on new things, on new awards that we've won, things that we're doing, things that we're changing. And, you know, there are some really lovely customers and they always write back. It's a very nice experience. And what took me by surprise was when we sent the email around saying, oh, look, you know, we're B Corp certified. And it came at a, a difficult time. It was October the 7th when the Middle East. Yeah. And, you know, there was a really, obviously, very solemn mood in the country. And I just thought, oh, you can't can't go and shout about celebration or awards at this time you know it's, it's wrong it feels wrong and then I thought well so I left a few days and I emailed and I said I think actually in dark times it's very important to know that you're doing something that's good inherently good you know it's like you're building a foundation it's like you're making peace with your conscience and actually Hopefully, I'm doing that for my customers as well, you know, if they're trying to make changes in their own lives. Maybe they're not. It doesn't matter. I don't want to negatively affect the impact that they're having, you know, by buying from me. So that was nice. But anyway, we had so many, I mean, beautiful emails. It was incredible. You know, the inbox was just moving, 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 saying congratulations. So there's a real energy for it. There's a lot of support for it. So I think... I would say to a business, if you've got the bandwidth, well, if you don't have the bandwidth, find it. (laughs) And if you have got the bandwidth, you know, target your energy towards it because it's, yeah, it's a lovely thing. It's a noble thing. And it's obviously part of what your legacy will be with the business as well, I would imagine. And what are your aims for This Is Silk? What do you want it to be? And what do you want your legacy to be? And it might be a bit premature, I suppose, speaking about legacy when you're only you know, a couple of years in. Yeah, tiny, tiny. I'd like This Is Silk to be the leading silk science skincare company in the world, you know, where, and I'm I'm working towards it. You know, we've worked with a leading professor of tissue regeneration. Our team of scientists are absolutely amazing. We've actually done in vitro tests using, you know, extracting silk and testing it on, keratinocytes and fibroblast cells and I've seen these molecules these cells on the screen and I've seen the effect of them you know when I was in the room with this professor and and I felt emotional you know it's you're seeing when you're looking at science on that cellular level you're seeing you know the the science and the wonder of the universe at play you know right in front of you I feel very honored to be working with a material that I frankly I consider it to be magical humans have been drawn to silk for over 8,000 years. From a molecular point of view, it's very similar to our own bodies, our own skin. That's why, you know, it's accepted very readily. Aside from my company, silk is having a huge moment at the moment. It's being used in biotech. It's a very sustainable material. So they're looking at, for example, food preservation with silk. It's got very powerful antioxidant activity. So I'm delighted to be playing my part in, I guess, updating Silk and, you know, bringing it into 
for a very modern audience. You know, I want to play my part in that. And I love it. I'll keep going until I can't. What I did decide to do again post-COVID was, you know, running a business is phenomenally hard work. You know, I thought you know, being at the bar was hard work. It's like the bar on steroids. Um, there's no, <laughs> you know, at least when a case finished, I'd be able to just shut the, you know, shut the file yeah. folder and that'd be the end of it. It doesn't happen here. So I thought, well, I do work hard and I enjoy, I enjoy working on the business, but for it to have longevity, there's got to be an alignment between my values and what I'm doing with the business. So that's been very nice as a realization because I can give my all to the business and there's no resentment there. There's no conf- there's no internal conflict at all. So working with the science, bringing that science to people, seeing and reading about the delight when customers experience a silk skincare, you know, is just, I love it. I'll continue to innovate. So yeah, that, that's what I'll do. And what do you think, what have been your biggest challenges so far Aside from obviously the B Corp was a, a long process, but aside from the B Corp, what have been your biggest challenges? So I suppose from a, a technical point of view, there are things like, you know, the uh, cost of customer acquisition has gone through the roof. How do you maintain traffic to the website as a small business, entirely self-funded? So that's been a sort of a day-to-day business well that will always be a challenge I think it's a challenge yeah. for all businesses are, are, um, most, are you mostly D2C or do you yes. have right okay or do you do yeah. sell at all or are you mostly D2, are you D2C? yes no, we, we we do sell to independent beauty salons I'm in the middle of pitching to retailers and we're in talks with one mm-hmm. um, and we exhibited at the British Embassy in Madrid and you know some really nice relationships there I think the biggest challenge for me, and again, this was a huge learning point, you know, I made a terrible error in the business. So, uh, you know, I love all things silk. I wear silk. I'm I'm quite passionate about natural products, not obsessively so, but it would always be my preference where possible. And I thought, well, because I like silk clothing and I'm very fussy about it. So I, I started, you know, I developed a beautiful fabric and I started selling silk clothing and I quickly realized that it was, I really, I mean, <laughs> I loathed it, if I'm honest. It was, yeah. you know, the clothing was fine, but it's just not me. I don't care about clothing. I don't like how we as a society buy clothing. I want them to buy silk and people should be buying silk. It's sustainable. It composts. It's degradable. I really, you know, people would, the issues with sizing and with fit. And I, you know, to me, clothing is fundamentally boring. I became bored with it I didn't like it it. in the first place what made you go down that route in the first place then I'm very fussy about everything you know people would write into me and say can you please do silk clothing you know the quality of your pillowcases is beyond par you should be doing the same thing I thought well yeah how hard can it be and it's not hard to launch clothing It's, it's not hard at all but I don't think I can add value there you know it doesn't intellectually it doesn't stimulate me I don't think that I can add anything over and above what someone else can do, you know, if you put your mind and said, oh, I really want to offer beautiful silk shirts to people, you could do it, you know. I do need something that is intellectually stimulating. I like innovating. Um, I love working with scientists, and that's where my my heart is. I like to know that what I'm doing is 
you know, adding something different and new and beneficial um, to people's lives. I'm more interested in skin health than I am in, you know, how people look. I know that silk drastically improves skin and hair health. Am I going to be pleased when someone is walking around in a silk shirt? Not really. It's just not me. So, I, you know, that was another big thing as well. You know, I've, if I'm going to be working this hard and, you know, and there are sacrifices, as you know, you know you've got family life, everything suffers. It's just yeah. you're on a mission. It's internal. I can't do anything about it. So I've got to make it count and I've got to minimize all internal conflict. So, yeah, the clothing it went out the window. The silk clothing went out the window. Well, I lo- I did love it. So I keep it for myself. Business decisions and time. Then yes. it wasn't right yeah. And yeah. what would you say? And you might not be able to share too much, but in terms of the immediate to longer terms products that you're working on for this is silk are you focus you staying focusing on skincare and the products that you've got or are you expanding into different areas of skincare? no sure so silk skincare is the main focus silk hair care will come soon enough you know that's in development but the silk skincare that we've developed is so unusual it's, it's an interesting journey, actually, because silk's very tricky to formulate with. I'm new to the industry, as in the skincare industry. So it's been fascinating learning how people formulate. But proper formulation with a level of active is actually therapeutic for skin is tricky because silk is, is sticky. So, it, you know, it misbehaves with, uh, with some of the other ingredients. So, you know, yeah. our formulation takes time. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, from a business point of view is quite good because it's a barrier to entry. You know, it's it's not yeah. easy to copy. Our formulations are proprietary to us. We work on them for months and months. My scientist does routinely get fed up of how fussy I am. So it's a silk skincare. And I think bringing that to more people is is really what I've got to focus on because, you know, our repeat customer rates are high for the skincare. And they recommend them to friends and we get orders from all over the world. So just back to the the B Corp side of things, what's your advice to those that are thinking about it and those mm. that are going through it? Well, for people going through it, I mean, it really does feel as if you're in the eye of the storm, right? It's it's hard, but it it's a good thing. I've I've heard that some people have given up uh, midway through because it's so onerous. I do think that you know something is worth doing it should be done properly so you know there is a way out and I think it will it does have an effect on people for people who are thinking of doing it think don't underestimate the challenge of it you know it's not it's not a form that you fill in and you pay a fee and you get you get a pretty certificate yeah absolutely not if you commit to it and actually given that it is so painstaking I think not become one with it but you know live and breathe it for a bit actually and don't lose sight of why you're doing it which is a longer term you know we all leave imprints with our lives don't we and you know if you want to be leaving a positive one or at the very least do no harm I suppose how can you do that and this is a really good way not just of training yourself but actually your team you can't do this alone you know I had a lot of help from my staff but I think it's I was so deeply proud, you know, I just, and I felt slightly more at peace with the universe that I was doing something positive. And I think the effect of it is profound, actually, on a spiritual level. 
And I don't think people talk about this. I don't know if what other people experience, you know, maybe some people just go, oh, brilliant, I've got that, and then move on. But for me, it was a turning point in the business. And, that, you know, and I'm not perfect. I'm not vegan. You know, I, I'm not aiming for that. Yeah. But we, I think it behoves us all to do, do things where we can. And frankly, yeah. we all can do something. So. And where can people find you and find This Is Silk? Well, I'm usually in the silk room in our home. <laughs> or in a, so, uh, If you can navigate the dog and the chicken, you can come and find me here. But for the silk, it's it's the website. So this is silk.com. And yeah, we welcome customers, emails. I love getting emails from people. Um, so yeah, that's us. And you're on Instagram as well, aren't you? Yes, I do need to improve my social media presence. But yeah, <laughs> We are technically on Instagram, yes. <laughs> it was, it's been lovely talking to you, Sanal, and thanks so much for joining me today. And I'll be back again next week with another great guest. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. If you've enjoyed today, I would love for you to leave a review and I will see you again next week. If you'd like to hear more from me, your host, Nicole Higgins, you can follow me on Instagram at The Buying Retail Coach. Check out my website, www.thebuyingretailcoach.com or find me on LinkedIn. All the links are below in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter, The Step, for lots of helpful tips and advice.